Welcome to the Love in Progress podcast, where we deep dive into self-reflection and healing as a catalyst for better relationships and leadership. I am your host and educator, Nina, and I'm here to be a guide to you in that process. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome to the podcast today. I'm really excited about this topic and diving into it with you today because chances are you are doing this all the time in your relationships and causing damage. And I want to help you deal with your own shit today that's really going to impact your relationships, your emotional response in a huge way. And we're going to talk today about triggers. (laughs) You've probably heard it. You probably even used the term, oh, I feel triggered or that triggered me. All of it exemplifies the same thing. A trigger is essentially an emotional component baggage, you would say, ammo, you would even say, using a gun analogy, that puts you at a position where a small action or experience can trigger a chain reaction of emotions and beliefs, thoughts, sequences that elicit a heightened emotional response. (laughs) (laughs) That was a big wordy way to say we act out. We pull that trigger and have an explosion of emotional response, typically at someone that really doesn't even deserve it based on the situation. So let's talk a little bit about what a trigger is and more importantly, how you can process the elements behind the trigger that are really making a difference in your emotional experience and why you're having the triggers in the first place. So let's lean into the analogy of a gun, right? The word trigger elicits that analogy easily. So we're going to lean into it. (laughs) So if you think about a loaded gun, really, when you pull a trigger on a loaded gun, you're going to experience some sort of battle damage coming from it. However, if that gun has no ammunition, isn't loaded with anything dangerous, then pulling the trigger really will have no response. Yes? So let's think about this with the emotional baggage that we carry, specifically elements in our life that have created an emotional climate in us that elicits an emotional response. So emotional baggage or emotional ammo is unsorted emotional experiences that put us at a place to be more volatile, to shoot off at people we love or the people that we use most often as an emotional off-put. So because we are coming at this as self-love, self-compassion, self-parenting to help us in our relationships, in our leadership, when we have an experience that serves as a trigger, it's a reminder to us on what the ammo is in our loaded gun. And that's what shoots off at people. For instance, if I'm having a day where I have a lot of emotional experiences that are a little discouraging, embarrassing, frustrating, and then a family member does something small, forgets to pick up a toy, leaves the toilet seat up, then all of a sudden I use that as a reasoning, as a trigger to initiate that ammo sequence of all the other emotions that I had been carrying throughout that day. Now, most of the time we have specific behaviors from others that we elicit that emotional ammo trigger, that sequence of events, and we call that a trigger. We call that something that elicits that heightened emotional response that certainly does not match the situation. (laughs) 
So what is this for us? Well, this is information. It's an opportunity for us to sort out this emotional ammo that we're carrying along and to do the greatest work that we can do, which is deal with our own shit, to deal with our own problems, to get to the root of all of that emotional baggage that we're carrying so that when something happens, we have no ammo in the gun. If there's no ammunition, even when a typical trigger goes off, no damage is done. Remember, a loaded gun, when its trigger is pulled, is going to fire whatever's in the barrel. So don't put that stuff in your barrel. And if you see some of that emotional baggage come up with a trigger, it's time for you to deep dive into what you are carrying in the musket, in the barrel to say, more than what it is that the person is doing to elicit that response going off in you. That's where I think so many of us unfortunately put our loved ones in the line of fire because we blame them for our triggers. When you do that, I feel, is that their problem? No. The only reason it has been a trigger for us is because of what it means. It's because of what we have brought to the table. It's because of our own loaded gun. Now, certainly there are going to be behaviors that people have that are beyond our boundaries. They aren't acceptable in our relationships. That's not what I'm speaking about. I'm speaking about what I just shared, <laughs> similar situations, things that are pet peeves that may elicit a heightened emotional response to you that causes the people in your life to walk on eggshells when they don't need to. Because you, again, going along with the ammo, are a loose cannon. They don't know what they're going to do, small, seemingly almost always small or large, that will elicit an unjustified heightened response from you. So this is the time. If you're getting triggered a lot, whoo, that is a sign for you that you've got a lot of ammo, that you have a lot of emotional baggage that you've got to sort through. And I want to share with you my process of how I sort through what it is that's showing up, loading up my musket, putting all that ammunition in, and how I do my own healing work so that the people around me are not required to do it. They're not there soothing me through the process because they provided a tiny, simple, unjustified little trigger. <laughs> and now they're going to, to apologize to, to the person that aimed at them and shot. I hope that you're getting this analogy because I think oh, it makes me emotional. You hear me cry a lot on this podcast. <laughs> Too many times the people I have loved have been put in the line of fire because I refuse to acknowledge that I'm the one who stacked the ammo. I'm the one who put the pressure in the gun. And their tiny little minuscule acts I use as an excuse for me to pull that trigger, to light that spark, and to cause damage as I shot, as I fired out my emotional ammo at the people I loved and cared about most because I didn't know how to deal with my own emotions. This might be the greatest work that you do. It's figuring out, navigating 
what it is that you carry along the way that puts your loved ones and really yourself at a place of constant fire. Crossfire is scary for yourself and for the people that love you and want to serve you and help you in your happiness journey, but it's not their job to do that. It's not their job to walk on those eggshells, to avoid all of your triggers. That's not their job. Their job is to live a joyful experience in their life with their consciousness, with their emotions. And navigating all of that is enough for one person's work to do. (laughs) You owe it to yourself and you owe it to the people that you love to deal with your own emotional baggage so that you can show up into those situations where triggers may arise, because I guarantee you, you'll have multiple every day. And you can say, there's nothing to light up. There's no emotional baggage. There's no ammo because I'm doing the work every day. And the cool thing about that is you're going to notice how your progress is based on your eruptions. The quantity and intensity of those eruptions is going to diminish as you start to do the powerful healing work of negotiating your own emotions. So here's here's what happens for me, and I really want you to take this into practice this week as you're working on your personal development. You want to focus on diffusing the hot points. When a trigger comes along, it's just information. What I want you to stop and ask yourself is this, and I love you, Brené Brown, for teaching me this. The story I'm telling myself about this is... <laughs> Ask yourself that. Take a beat. Breathe for just a moment. Journal it out. Recalibrate the situation and help assure yourself that whatever you're feeling is one, safe to feel, two, valid to feel, and three, is nobody's responsibility besides yours. Then you're going to take a moment to do whatever you need to do to align your physical body with your thinking body. (laughs) This is a tricky one. That's why we have to start with a thought because we're already in an eruptive emotional response, right? So for me, the quickest way to do this is breath work. To just stop, drop, and breathe. Literally go to the ground and take a breather. I'm going to talk about this in detail, this, this process I do in another podcast, but you start there by just breathing. It's going to pull you out of your thinking and emotional brain for just a moment and pull you into your body, reactivate uh, that the thinking part of your brain. It's going to re-oxygenate your body and most importantly, your brain to help you move forward intentionally in the next moments to really help, again, establish that safety. And then you're going to move to the place where you can process that emotion either live there in the situation, or what I typically do is I use it for the next day's breathwork session, journaling session, somatic movement session. So what that looks like is breathwork for me is sitting with an emotional experience, whatever may come up. If I have had a trigger in the previous day and the story I was telling myself is I'm not respected, I'm not valued here, I do so much work, you guys get it, right? It's the story that we tell ourselves when we feel that way. Go into that place and I breathe through with full presence the emotions that come. It's an opportunity for me to truly feel deeply in a safe meditative space. That's really powerful and is a great way for you to actually process emotions, not just 
have an increased awareness to them, but actually help them move out and through your body. Because if it's a trigger, it's still being held in the gun. It's still being held in the barrel. It's still ready to fire at one quick initiation. Another thing that I really do to diffuse hot points is journaling. And it's not like a, what did I do today journal? Okay. It's a process where I'm asking myself, what did this mean for me? And if that's true, then what? And you can go quite far down that rabbit hole of asking yourself, you know, if, if this is true, let's just say, um, you know, when somebody doesn't put the dishes away or leaves the toilet seat up, I feel disrespected because I've asked them to do that so many times. So what if that's true? What if I truly believe that they don't respect me? Well, (laughs) that's really hurtful. I feel really sad because I respect them. I think that I do that often. Okay, well, if that's true, then what? Well, maybe that means that I have a belief around if I treat people a certain way, that I expect them to treat me back that way. Okay, well, if I have that belief, then what does that mean? Do you see how we can go down the rabbit hole of us unlayering, uncovering, unveiling elements of our belief structures that maybe we didn't even know we held before? These ones where we're holding captive the people in our environment to meet expectations that we likely haven't even communicated. (laughs) So as you do that journaling, you're working to this point where one, you're identifying unknown belief structures, and then you can rewrite them. You can rework them. Say, you know what? I I don't want to love people with the expectation that they're going to love me back in the same way. That's not fair to me. It's not fair to the people that are in my environment and offering their love to me. So what do I want to believe instead? Well, I want to believe that I offer my love freely and with that love, I feel reciprocated love in however it shows up. (laughs) No expectation. And you can rework that belief structures and you can build affirmations that are going to come help you shift some of those thinking errors, those beliefs that are cycling you into resentment, into fear, into discouragement, into frustration, into anger. And you can reframe them into something that can feel more empowering, more peaceful, more love-giving, more accepting to yourself and especially to the people around you. And then lastly is that somatic movement. Uh, You can actually go Google it. It's pretty cool if you have trapped emotions or you're experiencing a certain array of emotions. You can Google somatic movement to release anger or to activate the throat chakra, whatever it is that you're feeling, you don't have to be an expert on this. I just want to emphasize that you don't have to know exactly what emotion is coming up. Just follow your intuition. Wow. This feels a lot like sadness. This feels a lot like grief. This feels a lot like disappointment. This feels like unmet expectations, whatever it may be. And you can move your body in a way to help that energy flow out of the places it's being held. I can't tell you how many times a trigger has felt like something caught in my throat. Like I'm just about to cry or I'm just about to scream. Maybe you can relate to that. Or a trigger has caused this pit in my stomach. Ever felt that way before? And I know that that is that trapped emotion right in that space in my body. And it affects so much. It goes into my digestion. It goes into my 
energy levels. It goes into my sleep patterns. It can affect so much. So somatic movement is a really powerful way for you to explore emotions that may be sitting in certain pockets of the body and help them move. You know, it's been said that emotion is just energy in motion. And I really do believe that our emotions carry so much energy with it that they can be as powerful as a gun and they can come off to people we love as damaging as a gun. So I just want to remind you that (laughs) whose fault is it when someone gets hurt in a gunfight? It's the one who put the ammo in the gun. Yes, you know, you may also be the one who's pulling the trigger too, (laughs) because you're letting and allowing whatever that person is doing trigger you. But even if that trigger gets pulled and you don't have anything in the barrel, there's nothing to fire. No one will be hurt. So let's constantly be taking stock of one, the triggers that we're finding and more importantly, what they mean to us, but two, this barrel, this emotional ammo that we may be carrying along that we just don't need to be. You know, all these emotional experiences, I genuinely believe even the really hard ones are such a powerful lesson to us in elements that are just crying out to be healed. (laughs) And that's the great work. That's the self-love and the self-parenting and the most impactful work you can do to bring into your relationships the best you. So let's look at our emotional ammo, do our best to diffuse those hot points, use our tools, tips, tricks, processing, so that when our triggers get pulled, we don't have anything to fire but love, but patience, but understanding, compassion, so that we can feel that peace and that joy. And that effortless fluffing off of the challenging situations we may be placed in, knowing that we're doing the homework, we're doing the internal work, the greatest work we can do to help protect the people around us from some of that emotional ammo. I know this is going to make such a difference in your relationships, especially when you start to notice that it's less about what they do and more about what it means to you and the sequence of lined up emotional ammo that you have loaded up, ready to fire, and that it can be diffused with just some intention, just some awareness, just some processing. And I believe that you can do it. I really do. I'm rooting for you, my friend. Let's go make this life a good one. Don't forget to live well, look well, be well. I'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks, friend, for tuning in today and investing in your own growth. I'm proud of you. Now, remember, personal development can be inspiring and uplifting to listen to, but won't change your life until you put the learning into practice. That's where my mentorship and coursework comes in. If you're looking for accountability and real results in your life right now, then I'm here to help. Head to my website, allthingsnina.com, and explore options that will best fit you whether that's self-guided through prompts and coursework or with my assistance through personalized wellness mentorship. Remember, your best well life awaits. You just have to build it. Let's do it together. I'm rooting for you.